0: Booking a trip to Turkey despite the coronavirus. He says, "Whoops, sorry. I meant that text my daughter who's traveling abroad after college graduation." So sorry.
1: <laughs>
0: and
2: with that, we are sitting here with Gunner Mench. Gunner is all the way in from Hawaii for the Lit Week show. Uh, we talk about growing up in the same town. We talk a lot about Gary Shanling for a heck of a lot of reasons, and the fact that uh, we may be related. Uh, Paul Newman we get to Paul Newman and that famous photograph as well your dad oh my gosh famous photographer your gallery in Hawaii as well as your region of the PCA Uh, all that more with Gunnar Mensch Mrs. Ryan does the news and we do some videos and stuff see you
0: then. Aloha.
2: mrs ryan aloha aloha it's the aloha show it's the aloha welcome back show holy cow are we excited about this one we say that all the time i'm getting more and more excited that's what i found i I noticed in the edits back where i say like oh we're excited we're excited and i've said that forever but i'm getting more and more excited with all the guests we're getting lately
3: yeah, we've had some fun people here.
2: Between the people who are coming in, like today, who I'm going to tell you about in just one second, and then just the fact that we're becoming more knowledgeable of the people in the industry where we're either becoming friends with or just learning more things about people that everyone else knows, and uh, we're just late to the party. But Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? Welcome back. Fine. I like your Thanks. rainbow.
3: Got to bring the aloha. Was that intentional? We... Yes.
2: I love that. Is that a, a – oh, it is a Honolulu Surf Company shirt. Yeah. Our it's, favorite place to go spend money in Hawaii. I
3: keep it as imposterity and good check as I can. I love this shirt.
2: When we used to travel all the time, I don't – it was the first stop we would make. We wouldn't bring many clothes to Hawaii because we would like shopping there so much. We had our friends at the store and obviously all the items and the whole bit. So we would go with suitcases with just basically some essentials and maybe like some dress clothes. And then we would just go there a lot. Like the first – stop and somewhere in the middle at least. And if yeah. we ever needed anything. Whoop, I lost a flip flop. Whoop.
3: Need a new bathing <laughs> suit. They've good stuff there.
2: All right. Well with that, uh it is the Aloha Show. Welcome back to the Late Night Playset. My name is Jay Ryan. This is Nicole Ryan and this is a show we've been trying to put together for a while. Our guest, our guest, does not live here. He is in from Hawaii, if you couldn't guess with the Aloha Show. And it's somebody I'm excited to talk about for a lot of reasons. I think we're gonna talk a lot about Porsche, but some of the places I wanna go with you have nothing to do with Porsche, or at least very little so far as I know. Uh Gunnar Mensch is here tonight. Uh Gunnar Mensch is here from the great state of Hawaii. And you live on the big island? I'm the big island. You're on the big island of Hawaii. And uh a PCA member there.
0: I started the-
2: How about that? So it's different than just the Hawaii region. There's the, it's its own. It's its own
0: region.
2: And you it's started zone it. 11. Zone 11. is Hawaii, Hawaii. Hang on. It's Zone 11?
0: Zone 11. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right. Uh, Gunnar
2: Mench is going to be in here to talk about uh, all of this and uh, some places, like I said, that I am dying to go. I think we have a lot of stuff in common. <laughs> Straight down to our DNA level, and I have been avoiding this guy. He's been sending me messages on Facebook. I'm excited about coming, and I'm like, and I've literally been a jerk to try to avoid him because I'm dying to do it here. Same. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for not taking offense. Thanks for showing up anyway.
3: (laughs) <laughs> He's like, I think I know you. I feel like we met. I'm like, sure. I, I hope so, because you I love you. Oh, It's the
2: greatest. So Gunnar mentioned will be in here in a few minutes. Until then, Mrs. Ryan, uh, we do have a bunch of stuff to get through. I've got a couple East Coast feeds. Not too bad. I think they're both short. And I actually saw them both. They're quite funny. Uh, we've got to go behind the orange curtain. We've got a couple announcements to make. And of course, we've got your news. Where on earth should we journey to first?
3: I think East Coast feed. Yeah, I agree. Good call.
2: Uh, let us check in now with Danbury Chive, and I believe we're Brooke and the Casman, man, and I think we're in New Milford again.
4: Roll it out. Yes, look like. you look great, babe. Say hi to Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Ryan. You don't have to see you yourself recording yet. The whole time? Just now I'm recording. Uh, hi. <laughs> 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 no, i not Brooke wants to just take a nap. He's go He's for Bank Street again, Mr. Ryan, because, you know, Brooke had a New York Taxes today. So we're for a little afternoon uh, uh, visit. What? Uh, and adult, she's adulting today. Okay. So we went to a little uh, adult afternoon food while we waited for our tax professional, and uh, that's it. Now we're headed back to the car. That's our East Coast feed. Happy weekend, Mr. Ryan. Love the sun. It's almost like we're in California, except it's fucking cold. But look, lost, did you just fall? She just, did you just fall. <laughs> <laughs> she did. <laughs> look, LA sweatshirt. It's like I'm in LA. Woo. Say goodbye to the boys and girls. <laughs>
2: Oh, my gosh. All right, couple things there. Uh, one, uh, they were on Bank Street again. That was in New Milford where they shot okay. Mr. Deeds. Also, where the Comedians in Cars coffee episode with Jerry Seinfeld and David Letterman where they went to the the little coffee shop and then the hardware store after that was all right there I on that same street as familiar. well. And also, our guest recognized that same street because you've got friends who live in the same town.
1: Yeah.
2: Shout out to? The McKees. The McKees. Dan, Dan McKee. Deb and? Dan McKee. Dan McKee. <laughs>
3: It's, it's the awesome. coolest.
2: Out in New Milford. Oh, that's great. And then Brooke uh, uh, ate shit, but it wasn't on camera. It was great.
3: Yeah. She did that perfectly. I'm so impressed with that one.
2: I am too. All right. Uh, one more. One okay. more. Checking in with, I believe we're still Brooke and the Casman somewhere else,
4: maybe the next night. Roll it out. Yes, another container store. Is oh, there. my God. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> because we got an East Coast fee for Jay and Nicole. So we just left White Plains. We um, just... So I was prepared. Prefer- <laughs> video we took earlier and now we have another video apparently uh, <laughs> the first video didn't record um so anyway we just left Bowlmore, which is a bowling alley right? just so or? you guys know i'm not a delinquent this is the first time i've been out in like a year and a half i this i think it's 120 i've never been up this late in my life i just want to let you guys know that i'm a professional business woman all right well we love you guys it's uh bowling and white plains night we love you um, Where, where's the peace sign? Give me a peace sign There it is <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious Holy yeah. awesome Yeah That was one of my favorite ones <laughs> So for apparently sure. uh, Kaz sent me a message with it uh, that, that went along And said uh, she, was, she was She had been drinking that night Now as we'd been told in the past She's allergic to alcohol So she like never drinks So that, there you go That makes sense Yeah She looked adorable I th- Brooke I love you Good for you
3: Adorable way to have fun with it. I'm all about it.
2: (laughs) I adore those two people, they're very special people.
3: Love you guys.
2: I didn't like the way I said that.
3: Very very good people, (laughs) very special people sounded very Larry David. Oh,
2: all right. Well, that's better than what I thought. What I heard (laughs) very nice. Um, also, we forgot to talk about uh, the weekend. Um, huge breakfast club that was great. There'll probably be a big one this week. We'll talk about that later, and then also a huge. Turnout and uh, uh, and good time at the Los Angeles Cars and Coffee up at the new location at the uh, the merry-go-round in Griffith Park. Be- I mean, incredible setting, gorgeous. Uh, the, maybe the best setting I've ever seen for a car show. I kept
3: hearing that. Like everyone that walked by, was like, "It's so be- pretty here. Like it's beautiful. The photos are great." Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And gorgeous. full
2: three sixty. We're just in this little uh, uh, you know clearing in yeah. the woods. Gorgeous, beautiful. So, shout out to OCL and um, and uh, Joel, of course we had a great conversation with, Joel. It's nice love to you, see you guys. Uh, okay, Mrs. Ryan, moving on. <clears throat> yes, sir. Uh, we have to check in with the Orange Curtain because uh, Paul Kennel is going to be talking about this weekend. And then when we uh, come back, we'll probably talk some more about this weekend.
3: Good. Check... Remind me I have something to say.
2: Do you want to do it now or wait after? After. Okay. Uh, checking in now with uh, Mr. Paul Kennel. Roll it up.
1: Howdy, Mr. and Mrs. Ryan. This is Paul Kennel calling from Auto Kramer's. <laughs> Getting ready for the 11th annual open house, our big annual open house, in celebration of the Porsche Lit Show weekend that's been going on for almost 40 years. We are busting at the seams. We have so many cool new toys uh, that have just arrived in the last few days. So we are even sticking stuff in our overflow lot too. We've got uh, someone you know, new GT2 waiting for pickup, 968s yep. going, here's my daily driver. There's Jennifer's bug. And we are sticking stuff in our neighbor's garage. So hopefully wow. we'll see you game. and everyone else on Friday coming up the 28th. All day long, we got pizza and fun and hang out. Love you guys.
2: Pizza and fun?
3: Wow. That who, is wouldn't,
2: a... who wouldn't go for pizza and fun?
3: Yeah. That's <laughs> lit. We get extraordinary. At oh,
2: I love the kennels. Thank you, Paul Kennel. Thank you. Thank you, the Ed Kennel jennifer kennel yeah by proxy
3: (laughs) yeah and all i wanted to say was uh thank you and we're gonna hopefully be seeing a lot more of them on the show i think we're gonna get involved with them somehow
2: oh i would love that yeah i would love that
3: he's excited too i think it's the new haircut
2: (laughs) his yours mine
3: his he looked all trim on the video
2: oh okay in my yeah okay cool well that's great that's great i can't wait to hear more about that
3: Just found we do.
2: Uh, And then, so that leads me to weekend announcements. There's a lot of stuff. It's Lit Week. That's why our guest is in town, as a matter of fact. It's L.A. Lit Week. Uh, And speaking of, we should give some thanks to a little, uh, our envelope arrived in the mail from Rex the other day. Rex from the uh, 356 Club of Southern California. Got our stuff to go to the uh, the old swap meet. There you go, Mrs. Ryan. Thanks, Rex. Uh, But, so let's talk about what's going on. I don't know all of the things. You probably maybe know more than I do. But for sure, I know that we are going to be dark on Thursday because we um, have missed the Sierra Madre. We've missed all of them, actually. But the last couple of years, we've been wanting to go to the Sierra Madre open house uh, on Thursday. So we're going to do that. And then also the Gunther Works um, grand opening. They have a new space and a new shop down there, I think, in Huntington Beach. So uh, we're going to do that. That's going to be fun. And then Friday, of course, we have Breakfast Club, but the the events are stacked all day long. So if you are up early and want to go for a drive, there's Breakfast Club. After that, we're going to go to that auto kennel deal there. And then after that, there is John Benton. Uh, who is the this is the welcome back hey we're back in service reopening the shop grand reopening it's a big deal uh at the same time there are tons of other ones i know there's pelican i know there's tony callis we're trying to go to as well we're going to sandwich that in um so there are tons and tons of events then 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 uh, uh that's for oh and then uh yeah is that right yeah and then saturday saturday morning is a professor run
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Before this is the actual day of the lit show, Professor Run, uh, meeting out at Trenkis at 8 a.m. if you want to go. Told him we would help promote, uh, 8 a.m. out at Trenkis, planning to drive at about 8:30. You do about a 60 mile run and then end up down at the lit meet down at uh, the LAX Hilton. So cool, uh, and then of course, there's the lit show. Then in the afternoon, we have Rod Emery's open house. <laughs> Got a big nod, um, and uh, and on and on and on. And I think there's more stuff throughout the weekend. I, oh, of course, yeah, this is Sunday, so. It's just stacked. We're going to need to happening. figure out your energy, and you're going to need to go to bed on Wednesday, and we'll just, I don't know, we'll figure it out. It's going to be fun, though, a lot of stuff. I can't wait. So that's what's going it's, on. I I think It's shit got like that
3: that's worth expending my energy on.
2: I, also, I just don't have the information now, but there is also, I think, one at Esposito that we're going to try and hit as well. I just mm-hmm. don't know what day okay. and where, so I'm getting a nod on that one as well. Yeah. yeah. Do you, Are there any other ones that I missed that you know of? There are so many. So many, yeah. L.A. Dismantler is another one. That's right. Sarah, uh, our friend Sarah. So, mm-hmm. All right. So there's tons of stuff. I think if I can find a link, if I can find a li- I'm going to talk to my friend at home for a second. I'm going to talk. Oh, you do? I uh, do. Then, uh, well, then we'll put the link in uh, afterwards. Great. All right. Fantastic. Now that we got that out of the way, there will be a link. <laughs> talk to my friend at home. Uh, okay. Are we good?
3: I think so. All right. Do,
2: do, 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 do. Mrs. Ryan, it's time to ask the question that's on everyone's mind.
3: Da-dun, da-dun. what's going on
2: (laughs) what's going on mrs ryan
3: studies have found that newer puppies are suffering from separation anxiety that mimics panic attacks in humans
2: it's kind of all the same thing, right? You're having a panic attack because of the separation. It's
3: probably all the same, but uh, because of whatever, the, uh, one way to assuage some of that fear is a stuffed animal. And so, there's this thing that has been created called the snuggle puppy, snuggle that, puppy that has a heartbeat, uh, a heat, heat pack, so it's warm. It feels, so it feels like alive. A, a, sister, a brother, a sister, sibling. It's nice, it is what it is, you know. It, I think. What I've known from friends of mine, like parents that and anyone that sees anyone that they love struggling will do anything in their power to fix it, whatever oh, it is. Yeah. And so now that animals have a sentience that people are paying attention to, they're like, oh, that one's nervous when I'm not here. What can I do? So this is a way to, this is something to try. Okay. It I'm all cute. for
2: making anything more comfortable.
3: That's what it comes down to. You never know. Um, MI7, there's the seventh Mission Impossible, but it halted production uh, in Venice, Italy. It was going to shoot for three weeks there. I'm trying to do a live cor- thing while I do this. We talked
2: oh. about this over the weekend, so you go ahead. I remember. Um,
3: <laughs> the coronavirus is everywhere. Uh, kudos to the production people for paying attention. They're shutting down production, so we'll see. Yeah. Inde- indetermined
2: delay. amount of time, right? Or undetermined amount of time?
3: Yeah, I, everything is indeterminate when it comes to the coronavirus, I think.
2: So there's a couple people here. We are we're we're broadcast we're doing a, an Instagram live. Wow, Mrs. Ryan does the news. Yay. It's what's going on, Mrs. Ryan. On Instagram live. We have never done that. Figures, <laughs> guys. Gunner, Gunner Mench is in the house and he's he's getting us back. <laughs> so funny. So here's a little tour of the old uh, of the old uh, deal here. There you go. All right. Oh, back technology. back to the news.
3: <laughs> um Okay, there is a new uh, Colgate Zero, which is a toothpaste. Colgate seems to be the latest one to come out with uh, no added chemical products in their stuff. So it's something new to look at, but that's what it is. It's not like Coke Zero. It's like, we'll put a bunch of chemicals and say there's no sugar. Colgate's like, no uh, no products that are bad for you, basically. No chemicals, so...
2: When I was a kid, and I don't know if this is still the case, but when I was a kid, I remember learning in Wilton High School, Gunner, uh, 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 that uh, toothpaste had a whole bunch of things you didn't know about in it, like formaldehyde, I heard formaldehyde, like white paint, <laughs> like bleach. These are all things that are in most toothpastes, yeah. let alone the uh, you know the uh, the what's the uh, what's the one that's these the uh, it's supposed to help your teeth, but there's a big conspiracy Floral. theory. Yeah, that's it, <laughs> fluoride. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I've heard all that stuff too. So, <laughs> veils coming back left and right.
2: Oh, that's so funny. That's it's a good clear. one.
3: Yeah. Oh wait, and that was it? Oh that gosh!
2: It. Hang on, there's so many things to do. All right. Well, that wa- that's been what's going on, Mrs. <laughs> Holy cow.
1: <laughs>
2: and that's been our Instagram um, live for now. Uh, tune in tonight to see Gunner Mensch.
1: Yay! All right.
2: That was fun. I don't think I can do – that's just one too many things for me.
3: Yeah. I thought your eyes just shut off. Like I was trying to listen happened. to the
2: news, and I was just like, oh, I mean, she's so pretty. Thank God she's <laughs> so pretty.
3: <laughs> Thank God I will take it.
2: <laughs> all right. All right. That's it. We got through it all. I'm so happy. All right, Mrs. Ryan, it is time to do a break. Uh, we're going to get our guest Gunner Mention here and this is time to open up the old Pandora's box. Great. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Oh. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Uh, quick break. Gunnar Mention is going to be sitting in that chair right there when we come back. More to come with the late night play set. <music>
0: Oh so
3: delicious, it's a hot sauce made by bears. Garlic and serrano mixed with love and care. You can put it on your eggs, pour it on your rice. It's great on a leg, it's better on a slice. It's oh so delicious. It's a hot sauce made by bears. Oh so delicious hot sauce, great on everything except oatmeal.
1: Get your bottle today at osodelicious.org. Oh One dollar from every bottle sold goes to the National Military Family Association.
2: know what i like about this you made a mess as soon as you got here this is my favorite thing you moved in holy crap man this is it we're really doing it we're we're live we are on we're back (laughs) (laughs) what's going on gunner the world this is amazing for me. Uh, for everyone else, if you're just tuning in now for some reason, uh, we've been waiting to have this guy on for. We've been trying to put it together for probably six months. Six I think months, about yeah. you guys, and it had to. Obviously, we had to get you in town. That was a big part of it, and uh, the lit meet is what did it. Yep. Now you're here. I don't know where to start, but let's at least handle this stuff, and then we'll <laughs> and then we'll go from there. What do you got here?
0: I got your schedule for the lit meet, all the activities. <laughs>
2: really did it. It's all printed because out. I I need to do that for let's myself. Let's see what we missed. Oh, this is great because you're doing the. In fact, you should tell everybody about this. I'm, you're
0: doing the uh, the tour. I'm doing the tours, uh, the tour package, and they have a couple of different, you know, places they can go to. But like, there's things I have to see, things I have to go to, like the Emerys. I got to do that yep. uh, on <clears throat> on on Saturday after the lit meet. Uh Gary Emery, Rod's dad, is a member of our big Island Hawaii Club he's a he's get one of the founding members I love that he he one of his best buddies from high school uh, who since passed away um, lives on the big island his Tom's son uh, Tom Anderson's son Jeff is the one who really got me motivated to get the whole thing together he organized something back on the uh, 50th anniversary of the of the uh, 9/11 Mm-hmm. Uh, on and he he did a fifty 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 run. There was no club. Fifty estate, fifty miles, uh, fifty years of the nine eleven. Okay. We didn't get fifty cars together. We only got twenty six. <laughs> okay. Twenty six Porsches I, on the Big Island.
2: I was right. going to say, isn't that a tall order? I mean, how many Porsches? You probably know the answer to this. How many Porsches are the on government. the Big Island?
0: Between two and three
2: hundred. That's more than I would have expected. Yeah.
3: So, yeah. That's
2: more than I would expect. I, How many I, do you have? I skew
0: the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I <was> going to say. <laughs> I'm 16. I'm an addict. Oh, you moved gosh. the needle a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I moved the needle, yeah.
3: That's so many.
0: It, <laughs> it comes from being raised with it, you know, and just truly being an addicted to Porsche. Yeah. I mean – my dad was a friend of Ferry Porsche's
2: Well hang on before we get to all okay. that. This is you're gonna do this whole tour thing I'm and you do you this did this thing. last year, so you found out that this is the best thing for you. It, to do.
0: Last year was the first time I did it and this is so great because you don't have to drive around town. Mm-hmm. You get on a bus, they have several buses going to these various locations, and each shop they all do a barbecue or something else or mm-hmm. pizza, whatever. You get fed the whole day. It's so good. And so <laughs> you, you get on this thing in the morning and you drive you know after your breakfast in the morning and you drive and you just go and stop and go and stop and go and see all your old friends and people you only communicate with uh like on on Facebook the social and stuff media. like that, social media stuff and so it is so great and we see each other at other events too we see each other at uh like at uh Lvivkuld I went to three of the Lvivkulds here and uh the, the last Porsche three parades. yeah the last three okay and uh you know, uh, Patrick knows me too. Sure. And uh, so it's 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 just hysterical to get together with everyone is such a trip. You know, it's just it's a family. Yeah. It's really a. Is it a reunion knit...
2: for you because you're coming all the way back over every time? Kind of. Yeah. Kind of.
0: Kind That's of along neat. that way. Yeah.
2: That's neat. Uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to get to that stuff. I'd like to back up though because. Most people who watch this show know there's kind of three questions I ask most people. Here they are. I ask about their childhood. I ask if they like cars. And I ask about comedy. (laughs) You're already laughing because you know. You already know where I'm going.
0: Where'd you grow up? I was born in Würzburg, Germany, in northern Bavaria. We emigrated to Connecticut to a town called Ridgefield right near Wilton. (laughs) Bordering town. Bordering town. In Fairfield County, Connecticut. Yeah. Of course, I'm a few years older, but you know. oh, yeah, <laughs> maybe
2: this time around.
0: This time around, yeah. Exactly. We may have met before. I, I I would believe that in a heartbeat. I would. Yes.
2: Yeah. So, what was it like? At, well, and, and then you were in Ridgefield, and you grew up in Ridgefield, right? I
0: grew up in Ridgefield. That's incredible. Around to me. cars, as well, of course.
2: What was this like? We don't have enough time. (laughs) What was this like? But for me, I I don't know anyone else who has my childhood. I don't know anyone else who has this connection, let alone where we're going to go in a few minutes. Um, I don't have this much stuff in common with most
0: people. How's that? I'm kind of a weird bug. My interests are all over the place. Cars and David Letterman? Okay. (laughs) I've been dying to meet you. Well, my connection, too, on the whole Letterman thing is with Gary Shanley, who was a close friend for about 10 years before he passed away and he had a pulmonary embolism the week before and that killed him the week before i had my two strokes and i was supposed to be at his funeral in la and couldn't go because i was in icu yeah hooked up to monitors my whole left side was paralyzed and my vision was gone to the right now this came back in about 5 months and this is continuing work but really i mean just in the last year the Sarah, we talked about mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, Sarah, LA uh, car yeah, mm-hmm. LA Dismantler. Uh, she sent me a picture yesterday of me at LA Dismantler last year, and there I was with a cane, and you know, just moping around, stuff yeah. like that. And it was even in a year, I've made so much progress. It's just amazing. Four, I can't believe it's almost four years now.
2: Well. <clears throat> We're bouncing all around, but this is the stuff I want to get to. Uh, you're having grown up in the same town. I mean, I don't know if you know this. My dad's still buried there, so I mean, like it's a it's oh, a whole wow. thing for me. Yeah, I mean, it's a, there's a whole a lot of like drama, trauma stuff from way, way, way back when that didn't get ironed out till later in life. You know, right? So it's still it still holds a special place for me. Uh, now you move to my contemporary life where. <clears throat> Gary Shanling is one of the most important people in my life and he's no longer even here. And I didn't know the man very well. I didn't know him at all. I met him a couple times. Um, but the gist of it is when our whole life, you know, a couple years ago kind of got flipped, turned upside down, as Will Smith likes to say, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I... We were in a we were in a lost place, and I we decided we were going to tell this story about you know the David Letterman story and the whole thing, and decided that Gary Shanling was the guy who was going to help me do it. And we had enough connections to him, and certainly we could get to him. and And, and that was the decision. The plan was made. It was like, okay, this is we are forging forward. Two three days later, she calls me and I'm driving in the car, and she said, "Call me. Pull over. Call me when you pulled over." I, she, I said, "Whatever." And she said, "Yeah." And she sent me the link that Gary Shandling had died. And I pulled over into a Ralph's parking lot and I just started sobbing uncontrollably. Like, I don't know this guy. I don't. He was special to me in that I loved his work. Right. <clears throat> and I felt something more through his work, but I didn't know him. So I, this reaction was a little bit, even I was a little bit taken by it. And I thought, oh, well, maybe she kind of predicted it. Maybe she kind of brought it out of me. And um, as I was having this whole, like, I wasn't just crying. I was genuine. I mean, I was like, my guts were coming out of me in the car. And uh, and somehow, in the same moment, I mean, I was only feeling that pain for about two, three minutes. And (laughs) this is where things get weird. And I wouldn't tell other people. And I normally wouldn't say this on the show. But it's because of you, you being here and you knowing him. I felt somebody, something, say to me not to worry, and I. Here's the weird thing: I think they said he's still here, but it was Gary's voice. I think it was Gary saying he's still here, but like I'm still here. You know what I mean? Like I can't really put it together, but literally You're giving in, me
0: chicken skin again. You
2: immediately, know I mean? <laughs> that pain went away, and I said, "Oh, this is okay. He's. He, it's all." I had, the under, I had a universal fucking unlock where I was like, oh, we're not gone. It was a whole crazy thing that, that I don't talk about because it makes me sound crazy to somebody who doesn't believe the same things. We're there. <laughs> we needed to meet a long time ago. You know that. I do. So this is it. You're the closest thing to me to meeting Gary Shandling now because I know that you were close. And I know that there's a lot of things. You did have a relationship. And I want to talk about that. So I Great. spilled my guts. I told you what I know. Um This is a guy, for everyone else, who was very, very special to me. And he happens to have sat in the very chair that you're sitting in right now.
0: Oh, my God. So Talk about chicken skin. (laughs) To give you an idea, because Gary and I would take hikes together. We'd go to lunch together. We'd we'd just go take a ride, whatever. Uh, He took a drive with me in my 74, 9-11 day. My wife snapped a couple shots out in front of the gallery, which was really cool. Gary and I in my old... 74, Gemini Blue, awesome. 9 11. And uh, <clears throat> he was a Porsche guy, of course. Uh, when he did the. You say, uh, of
2: course, but I don't know how many people know that, and I didn't really know it until watching the Comedians in Cars episode with where they were in the 9 11. And Jerry said, Oh, Gary was one of the first people I know who had a, 911. That was my, had a 9 11. That's my knowledge of it. He had a they Tell both us that turbos. There you go. Tell us everything they you want with that turbo.
0: Well, they, they, it was back in the day when they were both, you know, riding high on their first up through everything. And uh, and uh, Gary and Jerry would, uh, you know, they'd meet every once in a while or, you know, they'd, they would just, they loved their turbo Porsche the 911s. Just and
3: go drive and stuff. Just yeah. go drive.
0: He loved Dolphins. to drive. Of course, Gary's vision was terrible. And <laughs> always? he had, he had a, well, always, and it got worse. But, um, <laughs> He had um, some problem where he tried he, – he got um, uh, one of those uh, procedures where they, they uh, uh, shave your lens to make it, you know, to make you – The for, LASIK or the whatever? LASIK or something. Yeah, sure. had a LASIK and it went bad. And that's right. And almost nobody knows about it. No, so, no.
2: That's when the sunglasses – that's when the sunglasses thing started, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, so the LASIK thing went bad. He had it corrected later, but it was still always bad. And if you knew him well enough, if he tried to look at something, it was always at a distance of about six inches away so he could read it. Uh, So he wasn't a very good driver. (laughs) I understand the old 911 he had that was sold from his estate had lots of dings and dents in it. And he complained to me all the time. He says, Gunnar, I've got this. I hate my house. He was always complaining about. The, the You know, the way his house was laid out. He was. In Brentwood. The Brentwood so, house, yeah. The Brentwood house. He complained. He told me the whole story about the architects and all this thing. And I,
2: It was facing the wrong way. Was, everything was wrong. Everything
0: was wrong. <laughs> the feng shui and the whole thing was bad. Of course, he was a converted Jew who turned into Buddhist a monk. Buddhist monk. And he had the monks over there. I've got pictures of him with the monks in his backyard and stuff oh, like that. that. And I was invited come up there and play basketball with the guys when they, they did that once a week and stuff. I love that. You know, and I, I never, Look, you're I our first connected.
2: non-comedian guest who's been invited to the bat. Yeah. We've had a few people who used to go to those basketball games. You're oh, our wow. first automo- automotive guest.
0: Yeah, well, I've been invited. and uh, When I was here, before he passed away, um, I called him up when I was in town, picking up the, the blue 911 that I purchased from a guy here, um, also in Brentwood, and the good doctor was a client of mine at the, the art gallery that I own, Harbor Gallery, back in Kauai, okay. on the Big Island. And uh, so he he sold me the car. It had been his dad's, and uh, so I picked it up from him after his dad had been passed for about ten years or so. And I drove it right up to Renn Sport Five. Mm-hmm. The license plate on the cars. Ren V. R-E-N-N-V <laughs> is the license plate in Hawaii. Because the car's been there. Actually, twice it's been there to wow. Ren Sport. So I drove it right from L.A. to there. But while I was in L.A., I called Gary and he didn't answer his phone. I left him a message. And he calls me back the next day. He's, I'm so upset. Damn it. I didn't listen to my messages. I didn't answer my phone. Damn it. If I... Knowing you were in town, you'd have been over here in a heartbeat, you know. And I brought you, you over, so I was like, You sounded exactly like
2: him. I mean, you're you, you clearly spent some time with him. That was oh, crazy.
0: The, the Thanksgiving before he passed, he came to my house and I cooked Thanksgiving dinner. He took pictures of my turkey. He was so impressed that I cooked a turkey that nice. <laughs> I love to cook in Hawaii. Impressed. You did that? Oh, heck yeah! Oh, awesome. He was there on island. I said, Gary, you're not doing anything for Thanksgiving. Why don't you come off the house and have Thanksgiving?
2: Do people know how uh, how special uh, Hawaii was, to get that he would go there a lot?
0: He went there at least six times a year. He would stay at the <laughs> Four Seasons while Lai. That's a lot. And he had a condo that he'd stay in right on the beach and always the same place. And uh, Oh, that's other nice. So like he, yeah, like he had his sure, place. Like he had his place. Sure, sure. You know, but he always he kept looking for a spot. To get he'd look in puako he'd look in all the areas around there he's
2: not going to make the same mistake he and, wouldn't have been happy with whatever he picked well whatever
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly At, uh, it was decision
2: of, in indecision you know
0: yeah i mean there's there's tons of gary stories but uh, oh, gosh he's he just a remarkable person and so funny this one incident we're taking a hike out in the back uh, from my house to the back of wipeo valley and on the way, and he would just had his surgery on his uh, his thyroid and stuff like that, where he had some problems and stuff. So, um, this is
2: towards the end, then, right? Towards the end, okay.
0: uh, probably three years before the end. Okay. Anyways, but um, <clears throat> so we take this hike, and he's finally got enough energy to go on this hike. So we go part way. We don't go all the way back to the valley, but at one point, there is this. There are these bridges with um, water pipes, huge water pipes. That run for the irrigation system in that part of the island. It used to be wooden trestles, but the but the earthquakes in 2006 took out the trestles, wow. so they wouldn't hold the water. So they had to replace them with new steel pipes. After a hundred years, you know, it kind of rotted away. So they these are the they, viaducts from the old days, like like the all the, old, the islands when have they blasted through the mountains and everything with Japanese labor, Chinese labor, and all this stuff. <laughs> exactly, hundred years ago. Yep. Okay, so. Uh, we're on this trail going back through that area, and we we come up to the first uh, first ravine where the first passing is, and there's a there's a trail that goes all the way down to the bottom of this ravine and then back up the other side. And here's this new pipe going across, and there's a there's a gate, a fence a fence on both sides of where the access is to this pipe and a gate. And we're looking at each other, and he says, "You know, I don't know. I don't know if I can walk down there and walk back up again. If I've got that much energy." And uh, we're standing there and standing there. And he says, "Well, I guess this is as far as we go." And right as he says that, we're looking at each other, and there's this tall Asian gal, very athletic, who walks up to the gate on the other side, which we assumed had been locked, right? She opens the gate, walks across the pathway, across the ravine, and opens the gate in front of us. And Gary and I just stand there dumbfounded with our mouths open going, oh, that would have been easy. It's like, (laughs) you know, there was no words to be said. It was like just shaking our heads going, come on, you know, we we just had to laugh at the moment. It was just, just hysterical because we were trying to figure a way to get across and then this, this gal comes along and shows us up. <laughs> like, what do you mean it's not locked? You know, just, you just walk through. It was so funny.
2: I love it, though. Yeah. There's a wormhole right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you folded the paper in half, you know? <laughs> Mobile flip, yeah. You got it. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: One-sided paper. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Um, gosh, that's just amazing. Well, that must be some part of what draws me to you, then. It must not be just uh, the fact that we grew up in the same area. Did you go to Richfield High School and everything?
0: Um, I only went as far as they—they they had the ninth grade at the Eastridge Junior High, okay, and then high school was uh, relegated back to uh, just tenth, eleventh, twelfth. Yep. When I was there, but I would have gone. Yeah, I was wow. class of seventy-two. That's crazy. Because I'm old. I'm
2: just—I'm <laughs> just trying to think of what from the area is uh, still there. I mean, I Merwin Meadows at the end of uh, uh, Lover's Lane there, and the whole bit, and Ridgefield really looks the same. Today it looks the same as it did when I grew up, so I assume that that would be true 20 years prior or whatever.
0: My godfather was instrumental in that. He sponsored my family to this country uh, back in 55. If I can go back there. um, So I was born in Germany. My dad was a master photographer, a press photographer, photojournalist. And my mother was a master watchmaker along with her (laughs) two older sisters and my grandfather, her dad and that's kind of where i get my four dimensional thinking from you know four dimensions three dimensions plus time so like cuz I'm, I'm an asa certified mechanic too well they've all expired now but um, so i can visualize an engine working yes. i can i can see three dimensions you can see the transparency yes i can see you know the fourth dimension so um, that that comes from the watchmaking part of a side of the family well i see
2: two things there i mean you've got a, yeah. a balance of of such a creative you know i guess right brain or whatever i forget which one's which and then the analytical yes. i mean the amount of german engine and just to be able that's a whole different
0: i'm afraid to learn something new because there's only so much you can put inside the head i'm worried I'm gonna learn <laughs> something gonna new something eject else is gonna be out the
2: back. back exactly <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Jettison that thought. Yeah. What did I just lose?
0: <laughs> I wanted something new. What did I lose? <laughs>
2: well, you know, I have a theory on that. And I don't think it's that far-fetched because we have computers to look at nowadays. But I think we got RAM and ROM, right?
0: yeah so we i do
2: i think that i think it just goes to the it goes to the the archives i don't think it ever gets purged out i think you could access it again it's just you got to kind of oh we got we got to go down and find it down in the basement or i
3: agree with you. it's not going to be like the next week when you're like talking about something it's going to be a month later where you're like oh that
2: because it's definitely not gone it's there that's what
0: no, i found it is there yeah
3: yeah i just ruined my short-term memory so i've learned that how that goes like I always find it later but it's <laughs> in the true. long term. Hi, I'm Tom. Yeah, from the movie. Yeah, the worst. That's a Hawaii 50 movie. Fifty date. First Dates. Mm-hmm. Right,
2: right. Bad, uh, bad. Uh, Adam Sandler.
3: Adam Sandler Drew Barrymore. Yeah.
2: Um, were cars a big thing in your life when you were in Ridgefield? I know that there were nice cars around, and you mentioned your dad.
0: We had a friend when my dad later, after he got out of the photography thing. Well, we had, because he got into publishing and printing and stuff, and um, we had a friend named Mr. Passmore from uh, Manchester and Hull in England, and Dad made over 40 trips back and forth across the Atlantic, wow. uh, you know, on business. Uh, and in the printing business, mostly. Uh, publishing and all. Uh, so he represented the companies that represented the, basically your your magazines like Reader's Digest, Red Book, and all of them back in the '60s. It was cheaper to have them printed in England yeah. and shipped back to the U.S. That's than it nuts. was to ship to print, to print here, here. yeah. To print here, so that they would etch all the plates here, they do all the color separations here, they would do everything else, and ship all the plates and everything else over to England, print them there, and then ship them back.
2: How and do you know about all of this and the plates
0: and everything? I was Just there. Reg- really. I was and there. And- I, been to the places where they made the plates and but did you know that that's what my dad
2: did for a living as well are you serious he was a commercial <laughs> are photographer you serious and then a, a graphic artist where they would this move is, the plates. And this then is a, this they is total chicken skin f- for print and 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 general foods was one of their clients so they would do all of the uh you know the food packaging right. and all that stuff yeah. well that's why like you and, and i had to
0: meet i mean i
2: but growing up in that same area right. doing that same work yeah, I always talk about where we grew up in that Silvermine area of Wilton which is part of Norwalk yeah. part of New Silver Canaan Mine, and the whole yeah. thing that um, uh, uh, is a, it was an artist colony they had the artist school there in New yeah. Canaan and the whole bit did you know that area at all? did you ever cross over into Wilton and like the reservoir and all that? you know that area?
0: I was a boy scout we camped everywhere I, I was actually an eagle scout I camped 14 months of my life in the first 14 years in my total outdoor camping time and We camped everywhere around Fairfield County and over in New York State and stuff. In all weather, all year round, in blizzards.
2: Well, Pound Ridge was in your backyard. Pound Ridge. Oh, yeah.
0: Pound Ridge Reservation. Yeah, the lean-tos. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I love that. This was like where you would go on a field trip or whatever with
1: school. Big stone
0: lean-tos that were like... Almost revolutionary war era stuff, you know. Wild turkeys everywhere. Wild turkeys everywhere. (laughs) You know, berries in the bush and all that sort of thing, you know.
3: So weird to hear someone else talk about where you grew up. Did you ever eat skunk cabbage?
0: No, but we stepped on it, and it was
3: awful.
2: <laughs> it grew up in, in the, wherever it was wet on the it ground, and you step sick. on it when you're trying to get through the woods or your buddy's house or whatever the
0: heck, well, and it I, just, oh, God. One of the survival things I had to do one time, you know, I had to survive, you know, for several days. You and stuff, cook that you, shit? You cook it, and all the stink comes out of it. Oh, skunk well, that makes cabbage. sense. It's like cabbage. But well, it's, it's a beautiful get, leafy green. I mean, it's yeah. incredibly leafy. Yeah. Very pretty. But wow. the heart, yeah. So I've eaten the skunk cabbage. Good for you. I've eaten squirrel, but... eh, Where? Kind of like chicken. Oh, in the Scouts in Connecticut? (laughs) In the Scouts. Oh, that's funny. Stuff like that, you know.
2: That's crazy. Oh, my. Uh, uh, There was another local celebrity, (laughs) not David Letterman, (laughs) although he lived right between the two of us. Right, exactly. (laughs) He did. Weird. Uh, um, Another local celebrity, of course, was uh, a car celebrity, Mr. Paul Newman your dad goes back with him but 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 i would love to hear the story about that famous photograph because we all know the photograph and i know the yard <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is so anything bizarre. you want to talk about that okay well paul belonged to the same i actually met him and this comes back to your dad as well right so we're, it's oh, yeah. a big tie-in all around well dad belonged to the pca to the porsche club in the same region down there zone one zone one and uh, one of the other members was paul newman well my dad knew him for several different reasons. Um, where do I start the connections? My dad would borrow cars from a dealership in Greenwich, okay, owned by a, a race car driver who died in uh, in Argentina uh, riding in, in Buenos Aires. And this is – wait, what? You go ahead. I, this you go is, ahead. This is, is convoluted. But this gentleman is the one who's who the uh, Enthusiast of the Year Award is named after uh, by PCA. And uh, Harry uh, was a friend of Dad's. And uh, Harry owned the dealership and tried to convince my dad to become a race car driver. And so dad would borrow cars from the Blanchard Motors, from Harry Blanchard, and photograph them. And so the cars that he photographed basically came from Harry Blanchard's dealership in Greenwich, which isn't there any longer. And uh, Harry had a, a top mechanic who was the one that my dad knew, and he told me his name at one time. I think it was Tony or something. I'm not sure. But this mechanic is the one that Paul approached or that did the work on Paul's Volkswagen and put a Porsche motor in his Volkswagen because one of the biggest thrills that Paul had was passing Cadillacs uphill on the Merritt Parkway. (laughs) Now, the Merritt Parkway is the first limited-access highway in the world. The one that Hitler sent people over to study... To pattern the autobahn, the autobahn over, yeah. it really? was the first highway with, with limit act with on ramps and off ramps.
2: The logo for the autobahn is basically the Merritt Parkway. <laughs> yeah, it's just this logo for for,
0: uh, for that was in 1932 when Hitler first came to power. Okay, too. okay, so Paul would get on the Merritt Parkway nearby where we lived, and he would take his VW and you know roll down his window next to the car and go, "How do I get out of second gear?" Type thing. Uh, for real this is the original guy who would pass a cadillac going uphill rolling down his window saying how do i get this thing out of second gear and then march on up the (laughs) hill and pass it okay and is the, this – do you know – what? did you ever see this happen? Do no, you know which car no, this was? No. this Okay. Was, this is when I was too young. Okay, okay. But it was a bug that he had – That a, a Okay, Porsche well, there was have.
2: a bug I knew that he had a V8 mid-engine right behind the seats, and uh, you could see the air cleaner sticking out above where the back seats would be. It had a roll cage on everything. That was my generation. But Letterman tells a story of a VW Rabbit that he put a Porsche engine in, and I'm wondering if it might be what you're talking about because I never saw that one. But Dave talks about it, you know, and whenever he talks about Paul Newman, oh, so I was just curious which which later. bug in the whole bit. Well, that's but funny. Anyway, well, anyway, that was, was his thing. They got sure.
0: together, and dad dad had to do a photo shoot for Porsche on a '59 uh, Type B, so he, he, you know, was always scouting out locations, different, getting ideas, and so he asked Paul in a meeting, whatever, I'll try and find the photo. would, could I get permission to do a photo shoot in your backyard which was right on Long Island Sound in Westport Connecticut with these revolutionary war cannons in the backyard on a pebbly beach. And so he set the shot up with this blue uh blue 356 with a red interior with a model sitting on the front fender and a mocked up photographer who was a model supposedly he, he it's like Gary Shandling
2: in the show. In the
0: show. Yeah. Pulling it out the way Gary did. From Larry Sanders from larry sanders and my dad did that with some of his photographs he He set
2: the scene within the scene
0: he set the scene within the scene exactly so he took this picture this iconic photo of this car with this model and a photographer taking a picture of the model while he's taking a picture of the setup okay and it's so iconic because uh Oh, the, here it
2: is! I just found it. I couldn't find it, and I just found it.
0: Christophorus,
2: you keep going. I'll show it to the camera.
0: Yeah, and, and so they it, they double trucked it, front and back cover on the Christophorus ma, magazine. Wow! So i i have the I have the American version and the German version of the magazine that knows I this collected, photo. that I've only collected in the last year, thanks to some Facebook friends and stuff like that who helped me. That's find pretty the neat. So yeah, yep, that was it. <laughs> and, um, uh, with, I was with George Hussey in, in Atlanta, Automobile Atlanta, and uh, we were visiting uh, the Atlanta, you know, Porsche facility.
2: One Porsche drive. And Ray we Schaefer. Are,
0: we are Ray Schaefer. So we are walking to the 356 restaurant, and all the way is like a museum walkway with photos, so historic photos. And I've been telling George about this photo my dad took, and all of a sudden, there it is displayed on the museum walkway and i started crying i said oh my god that's my dad's photo and he said you're kidding and it was total chicken skin and i'm i'm crying and they're looking and and it's just you know that my dad's work was so well recognized and stuff was really interesting incredible yeah and so we we went uh into the restaurant and whatever but um that Getting back to Paul, so Paul gave dad permission to take this picture in his backyard. Almost no one now, thousands of people know, that that picture is taken in Paul Newman's backyard. It's so funny. Nobody knew forever. Really? I mean, really. You know, because so my dad told me, as, a, as an aside, as a kid, when I was younger, you know, that picture, that, that, was, that was taken in Paul Newman's backyard. I said, really? Yes. Nobody knows. You know, it's, it's just a set,
2: right? But the funny thing is, I know where Paul Newman, because <laughs> I'm that guy. No, everybody did. <laughs> uh, but I also grew up in the area, and where I thought this was because I saw Westport as, as well. But I thought this was Campo Beach because I sat on those. I have pictures on me sitting on those cannons when I was a kid. But it's all still Westport, regardless, and it's all still within a, you know blocks of each other. I just always, I had no idea. It's so cool to me. This is, this is one of the. Photos that gets people into Porsche.
0: Yeah.
3: It's a beautiful You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It captures everything you want about a driving experience. Like, it's really warm and just whatever. It feels nice and lively. I love it.
0: Well, my dad, George Metz, did photography not just for Porsche. He did it also for Mercedes, for Volkswagen, for Rolls-Royce, for Lancia, for BMW, and I've collected a lot of the postcards that he made. Uh, these pictures out of uh, he produced over 130 postcards in his early years through the 60s. And so those, was this
2: an advertisement for Porsche? Then this yes. wasn't just a, a, yes. a, a Oh, that's incredible. Yes. Well, then nope. I mean, then I wasn't kidding. This is a car that gets you into Porsche. Yeah,
0: and yeah. but he took other ones with Porsches in in by by uh, single, you know single-wing aircraft, you know, at, at little airports and by a pool in Florida and different stuff. I've, I've got all these pictures, and some of them, a lot of them I've posted. Of course, I haven't posted anything about the Mercedes work, which is extensive. He got one of his photos for Mercedes. He got uh, uh, an international award as one of the top 100 photographs in the world. <sighs> Take it from Mercedes with some forsythia and a, and a young model who was a friend of... Um, um oh what's her name?
2: Um I'm gonna need more than that. Yeah. But I can help. I can definitely help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Somebody. 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 Anyways. Um I you know, damn it. Oh, don't worry about it. We all have that. Whatever.
2: Yeah. Uh let's talk about cars though, if we can. Um as far as what kind of cars you have now in Hawaii. <laughs> Is this a you threw out a number before is that a constant rotation of what those are or is it a number that tends to keep going up
0: <laughs> uh, i'm limited right now because i need to build another garage the garage <laughs> is already bigger Well, that's than a the good house. problem the garage is bigger than the house we have a small house but the garage is larger and i need to build another garage yeah um there's so seven, that number will go up then. It's well, not just a depend, rotation. Well, right, we need to build another garage just to cover what we have. Oh, you're already oh, oh, ca- we're, car we're overextended. overextended. I see. Well, I've got others. <laughs> I'm using some other garages for some other purposes right now because we we sell a lot of woodwork and stuff, local woodwork in our gallery as well. Oh, really? So I've got some wood stored in one garage that needs to hold another car. You've got some consolidation to do. i got some. Well, well I'd like to works. take
2: this moment to reach out to Mr. Matt Farah and say that it sounds like you might be able to open up a second exotic car store <laughs> <laughs> on, on the Big Island just for this
0: guy. Oh, Head my up. goodness. Good idea. But, well, the Aloha spirit means that you open yourself up and you share as well. And I get as much of a thrill out of sharing the experience of one of my classic Porsches as I do driving them myself. Last uh, weekend… Uh, we had our, our uh, sweetheart run on the big Island club and we had 45 people participate in 23 Porsches, and five of those I loaned out to other people ah. okay awesome. uh, classic air cools you know uh,
2: super cool uh, I've got a couple pictures here of what you left behind should I throw them up oh sure let's uh, let's look <laughs> at this one first that's uh, just a couple cars in oh, a oh. garage
0: there just a couple cars in the garage that's- <laughs> Half the garage.
2: I think if we show the other side, you can see that there's at yeah, least yeah. another. There's a 356 tucked over there.
0: There's actually my wife's uh, 928 S4 underneath that pile of stuff <laughs> that she covers it with. Oh, my goodness. I blew that's it up protected. in the garage. It's <laughs> protected. <laughs> Belt slip. Launched out the valves. I blew it up. That's it's be fixed. But, yeah. Uh,
2: and then it looks like a little race car over there. Is that the, the, blue, the blue one you were talking about before?
0: Yeah. That's, that's a 74. That's the one Gary was into. Super cool. Now, I taught my oldest grandson how to drive stick in that car. We went uh, for the Porsche Parade in Lake of the Ozarks, and we drove from Vegas to Missouri and back 4,000 miles in two weeks. Oof. And he turned Oof. 16 during the trip, and I taught him how to drive a stick in Missouri, and he did most of the driving on the way back. Whoa. So...
2: How he's, was that for you?
0: Well, he's now three inches taller and three foot sizes larger. <laughs> and, and he graduates this June. i got to go up to Oregon and go see him.
2: Congratulations. Congratulations. That's wonderful.
0: How did I get health? so freaking old?
2: When did that happen?
0: We all do. <laughs> My oldest grandson is graduating high school. I know. At least it's, it's the oldest. Yeah. <laughs> You've still got wait time. Wait, We're not out of high. You know what I mean? I got, <laughs> I got three more grandkids coming up. Oh, you really? All from the one daughter, yeah. Three. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. I thought,
2: yeah. I thought you meant already. No, like they, they, they're lined up. We've got them scheduled for the next six years, three grandkids. Uh, let's see. How, how and why did you end up in Hawaii? Hawaii is also, you don't My notice, dad. we got married there. Hawaii is very special oh, to us. Like we used to go when we were, our lives were different. We would go multiple times a Where year. Where did you get married? Uh, shipwrecks, we would go to Kauai on the other side and, uh, ships, shipwrecks right outside of the Hyatt there. Right. We would always rent a house. Oh, cool. We would always, uh, live like locals, you know what I mean? Buy our own fish and fry that shit up and everything. Great. Yeah, it was great. So how about you? Why did you end up
0: there? I came out twice to visit my dad. And, uh, the first time was in 1990 for his wedding and he was, uh, so he was getting married there. We stayed in uh, the Ritz-Carlton, which was brand new at the time, which is now the Fairmont Orchid on the Big Island, and uh, stayed there for a week. And he got married, and then uh, after, you know went back. I was living in Naples, Florida, at the time, and uh, then I made a second visit um, in '93, late '93, and at that time I came back and I felt. So much like I was coming home. And so I basically uh, went back to Florida, packed up, and moved there. I Whoa. sold off everything I had, and that was wow. I, it. Wow. I, that's it. I did a couple of interviews before I left to see if I could find a job in one of those resort hotels at the Hilton or something. And. Uh, what was
2: the answer? Did you? No. Because I heard that's the hardest part about moving. We've looked into this. We looked into this many
0: times. At that time, the market tanked okay. in the early 90s. And the Japanese had invested heavily, and the uh, you know it just the whole area just tanked, and there weren't much for jobs, and so I lived off my savings and whatnot that I had for a few months, and just kind of bummed, mm-hmm. got myself back into shape, walked and jogged every day, and uh, get back into feeling healthy and stuff, and uh, after three months, and I saw my my account dwindling at the bank, I said. I had to find some work. So I went out the first day and found two jobs. Okay. Anybody who wants to work can find work. Okay. So I found a job working at Merriman's Restaurant for one day a week (laughs) at the Papillon Helicopter. Merriman's, number one restaurant on the Big Island. They put uh, one on Kauai two years ago, three years ago, something like that. Yeah, Peter. Yeah, I worked for Peter. So I worked for Peter, and I worked for, uh, for Papillon Helicopter. I'd work 40 hours in three and a half days which gave me three and a half days off. Mm. Okay, so three and a half days straight working, you know, 12-hour days or whatever. And then, you know, then it it was just great to have all this time free. So I picked up, you know, working nights, one night a week, I'd fill in at Merrimans until I finally got the job I was looking for at uh, the Hilton Hotel running their fine dining establishment. Because I was grown up running that. it,
2: like like head of, head of food and beverage.
0: Well, no, I was. Uh, managing be, the restaurant. I managed the restaurant. Okay, I made it the number one Italian restaurant in the state of Hawaii at the time. Oh my god, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> well, it's
2: also probably a bit of a feat, right? Selling was, Italian food in paradise. It,
0: yeah, but it was it was. I had to go to work in a tuxedo. It was fine dining with silverware, with perfect service and everything else, and I knew what to do because I'd been in it. And I was grown up that way, you know. We were raised knowing which fork to use, all that sort of thing.
2: And so you were, or we were. Were you saying we? I, I'd say we. You we were, probably, were the poor family in a very nice neighborhood.
0: We were a poor, poor immigrant family in a nice neighborhood too. Yeah. You yeah know? Same. Yeah. Same thing. But we had to learn how to fit in by knowing. Oh, that's
2: exactly right. You had to pick up on local customs. Yes, I learned all of the shit that people think I was born with a silver spoon (laughs) right up my asshole. It's not true. Same, same. (laughs) Not true at all. Same, same. Not true even a little bit.
0: We had nothing. We we came with suitcases, you know. So uh, this is all from suitcases. And that's kind of the way I arrived in Hawaii, too. And now we own the biggest uh, local art gallery on the Big Island, Harbor Gallery, which has been there for 30 years. So
2: show-wise, we should think about starting wrapping up. So please talk about the gallery. I want to know about the gallery. I want to promote the gallery. It's
0: over 200 local artists only. Whoa. 200 from the Big Island. And we got a couple from Oahu, a couple from Maui, a couple from Kauai. But 95% of it's from the Big Island. And uh, it's also Porsche headquarters for the Big Island. No. Since I'm president of the Big Island Hawaii Porsche Club and founder <laughs> you
2: can make it whatever you want i love it <laughs>
0: well, you know this all came about uh when uh, well it was longer than four years ago but four years ago the hawaii club made me the liaison for the big island we had 12 members 12 pca members on the big island today we have almost 150
3: good job Amazing. yeah
0: so we've you know, done incredible things. We have events every month. We we just have a blast. We have a great group. I mean, with 100 members, 50 of them show up, you know, for an event like uh, our Oktoberfest, which is great. Um, Oktoberfest, we end up down at uh, Kona Brewing. Kona Brewing, of course, was founded uh, by uh, uh, Cameron Healy. Cameron Healy, who races vintage sports. No kidding. Oh, yeah. Is the same as Kona Beer? Kona Beer, yes. I did not know that. Cameron Healy. So Cameron and all of his race cars. I wrote
2: this thing about Harry Blanchard in Greenwich, by the way. I wrote this down because I – this guy used to work for Bob Sharp, Nissan Bob Sharp. in Wilton. Yeah. But same thing, race Motors. driver. who it, sure. And it was Bob Sharp, people don't know this, who got Paul Newman. Yes. To, I was there I during the years when they were talking about it, and then they did the deal when he bought the Volvo dealership in uh, Milford. Right. Connecticut's own. Right. Sorry.
0: And Bob Sharp stole Word. Paul Newman away from Porsche. Into the Nissan. Is that Datsun. is that true? Datsun. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so when he started funny. racing Datsun. So funny. I, I thought Paul Newman was such a traitor for for leaving Porsche and going to Datsun. Datsun, you are going to take this little upstart. I always thought wagon. it was the He's other coming. way
2: around. I didn't realize it was uh, it was vice versa.
0: Yeah, I he started off that. with the Porsche.
2: Yeah, <laughs> That's crazy pants.
0: Yeah, and then he went to Datsun. So so funny. Big Island, small planet.
2: How many of those one hundred and fifty members? See, it's PCA, so you actually have to own a car, right, because you got to register right. a BIN number to join. We have so even though you loan out under, cars a lot, all the members are genuine Porsche owners.
0: We have just under 100 primary members. In other words, you have to have at least one car uh, yes. owned, and then you have Associates. a spouse or associate, whatever gotcha. that go with that. So our total membership of primary members is just under 100, and our, our uh, total membership is about 150. Between 145, 150. Good I bet it's a
2: freaking blast out oh, there driving yeah. those cars have, in that climate. I can't imagine. such
0: great roads. And this last trip we really? took, oh, the Big yeah. Island is
2: totally different. Oh, beautiful. We're used to Kauai oh. with one road oh, all man. the way around.
0: <laughs> and it's stopping and going 30 miles an hour in Kauai.
2: So imagine going up to Loop Road, but not going all the way up to Loop Road, but taking those twisties to get okay. up there. Imagine that in a, in a fun car instead of a it's rental gorgeous. Jeep.
0: You guys have to come out. You We'd have love to. to come out. To we love road. Hawaii. Now that I have we've a car a friend, for you to drive. Now that we've got right. a friend and we or don't need to rent three. a car. <laughs> well, one, of the, one of the biggest motivations I had, I got to say this, when I had my two strokes four years ago. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> my double plug, th- folks. Double plug. You had two strokes. Two strokes. Two. No. Two at the same time. Two major strokes. I mean, the brainstem stroke should have killed me. It took out my whole left side. And the other occipital lobe stroke took out my vision in my right eye for about five months till it came back. And this is a constant work. You know, this is getting this back. But this is coming back better and better. The feelings coming back. The pins and needles is gone. I'm walking better. It's I was going to ask about your walking. How is yeah, that? I drive a lot better than I walk. That's how the walking All is. Fair enough. Awesome. Yeah. Good. I, well, the motivation was to be able to push that clutch down. And drive my classic 9 Got to get back in the car. I got to get back in the car. And uh, kudos to uh, Michelin, uh, to John Uh, uh John Badenik, uh at the parade that I went to right after the Strokes uh, in Vermont, where I was raised. Connecticut in Vermont. <laughs> and Vermont. Uh, and I went to the parade in Vermont up at Jay Peak. And he put me in a brand new Porsche Carrera with PDK. And you were able I did. To drive it. I was able to. It was the first car I drove <sighs> after my strokes. Two months after my strokes, I'm driving a brand new freaking Porsche. Okay, <laughs> that's
3: a good memory.
0: Yeah, that experience. And is John awesome. and I have been friends ever since. Too. It's wonderful. Kudos, with John Michelin. Michelin. John Bruginek. Yeah,
3: that's a neat story.
2: You've made a lot of friends throughout this uh, this this relationship Boy, with Porsche yeah, and the I, Porsche
0: cars. I've you know. I just needed a vehicle, I guess, to tap into getting to know these people and getting reconnected and stuff. Because I've got such history with Porsche, with my dad and stuff. I mean, it goes wide and deep. Um, When Ferry Porsche came to his first Porsche parade at Aspen in 1960, Ferry drives up in a car he bought to ship back to Germany, a white Ford station wagon. Now, he couldn't be seen driving into the parade in a white Ford station. <laughs> so, because of my dad's connection with uh, Eric Felius, who was the first president of Porsche Cars North America when they moved away from Hoffman, dad and he were born in the same city in Luch, Poland. Talk about connections, right? So, they became friends, and he's the one who arranged dad to take the shots and all that with Harry Blanchard with the dealership, and so Ferry's coming to his very first Porsche parade. And he couldn't be seen in a white Ford station wagon. So <laughs> he meets my dad. They made arrangements. There were no cell phones back there. They made arrangements with letters and with telegrams and whatever, and phone calls. And they arranged to meet in a mountain pass away from Aspen up above on a, on a gravel road. And my dad took pictures, and I have them. And Ferry transfers into my dad's car, into his '59 1600 Super, and my dad drives Ferry Porsche into his very first Porsche parade. I mean, that's like a forever connection. Yeah, you know, it's just
2: what that's I say? like I said, it's in the DNA with you. Oh, I it told is, you, it goes deep. It. Really deep. I can't figure out what our connection is or why we were meant to meet, but there are far too many parallels for it not to have been for a reason. It,
0: there are no coincidences. Yes, you're, exactly. There are well no said. Well
2: said. So I look forward to the future of this relationship, whatever that might be. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally, man. Um, we should wrap it up today, but uh, is there anything we didn't get to that you wanted to?
0: I want to give you guys gifts. <laughs> oh, well. I guess we have time for that. So I have one stuck to the back of my cell phone, of course. Yes. And, like, you have a Porsche sticker? I do. I have a Porsche sticker. Well, love. I've got an extra one for you, too. Love
1: Thank it. Thank you. From this our is Big the Big Island, Island Hawaii. That's our logo. It's and the it's Big a Island
0: Hawaii, Porsche Club of America.
2: Zone 11.
0: Designed uh, by my youngest brother, George. No. Who is a graphic designer. He was uh, with a firm up in – he's still in Vermont. But he does this for a living. And so we gave him parameters and said, you know, come up with something. Is this a That's magnet? That's a magnet. You're kidding me. That'll go onto your. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and this I have a special connection to. This is a pink pig sticker. I have in my latest phone. You got to turn it the other way. Oh, you got it there. Okay. Um, I have two 86 944 turbos or 951. Wait. that – Hang on. Let's go
2: to the video. Well, I have a picture of it. That's me sitting on my... That's me in my Letterman jacket that David Letterman gave me. It's his late show on the back after oh. the story. And that's me sitting on the hood of my 944... 86 944 Turbo that I owned in 97 or 98, whenever this was. Uh, Unfucking believable that I, that I bought because Mr. David Letterman used to drive his around town. Unfucking believable <laughs> That was my first nice car. That Are my, we brothers my my by
0: dad, a different mother or something? <laughs> my dad died. Could be the same. Could be the same one. Uh, <laughs> Does your mother talk with an accent too? <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, that is. So, so you were going to say, two, you have two of those. Yeah, well, the reason I have two is because Porsche Parade last year was in Boca Raton, and I'm wearing the shirt mm-hmm. from Boca Raton, okay, from the parade. To ship a car from Hawaii to Florida... I did all the ran all the numbers on it, and chipping it there and back was $8,000. <laughs> so I said, I have a budget.
2: Is this because it's on the other side of the country and Panama Canal? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the other you know sh- what I mean? If it were just as- Los Angeles, it wouldn't be as bad, but because you've got to go the other— Six time zones away, whatever. <laughs> <go>. So anyways— <laughs> um, no, it's not so bad if you just ship it to the West Coast. It's about a thousand bucks each That's what I thought. Buy, but then it's twenty five hundred dollars across country, plus a thousand. So there's got to you take know, the car train you, at some point. Got, there's a lot involved. There. Here. There's a lot involved. So I had a budget, and so I found an eighty six nine forty four in Massachusetts. Oh my God! For seven grand. Is it black? It was black.
2: I wonder if it's mine. Wouldn't that be
0: something? That would. That, that
3: would be. You know so what? Cool.
2: It wouldn't surprise me. It would Mine was not, an eighty-six and a half. It would. I wouldn't would be surprised.
0: Surprise me.
2: Black, black on black with phone dialers, no, and I don't know if it's... phone dialers. It.
0: But it uh, didn't have. Uh, didn't have a black interior. It oh, had do a you have bone, that bone
2: that the really tan. pale? Oh, that's yeah, my the grayish because of the two-tone. Great gray, gray base. I wanted that grayge. so bad. Yeah, grayish. So that's yes. that's, what it,
0: that's what it has. It's got the grayish interior. Love it, and. But it needed a paint job really bad. So anyways, I shipped it down to George Hussey, my friend at Automobile Atlanta. Because my best buddy, um, we were roommates 26 years ago before I moved to Hawaii in Naples, Florida. And I shipped the car down there to him to store for boco, you know. So I shipped the car down to him and it needs mechanical work. So I shipped up from that location in Naples up to George up in Atlanta. And they do the work on brakes and on everything else that it needed. And It needed much more than I bargained for. I mean, <laughs> I, I could have bought three of them for what I paid for to fix everything. But I just love this car. So, but now I come to the point: after all the mechanicals are done, it needs a paint job, and I don't have it in the budget for ten grand for a paint job. So I start looking around nearby, in Marietta north north of Atlanta uh, where is there a place that can do a wrap on the car oh. I gotta do a wrap but what am I gonna do I said I loved the pink pig theme that Porsche did for Renn Sport and everything else and the pink pig so I said let me see if there's some place that could do a pink pig wrap and this wonderful place down there uh, they they just they nailed it. They nailed it so good. They're called rap stars. and they're in that area just north of Atlanta, rap stars. And <clears throat> the gal, that's a husband and wife team. and she is such a great graphic designer. She she re- researched the whole thing. She couldn't believe how much information there was about this. It's and, so pretty. Yeah. So, really well done. Yeah, it's beautifully done. It looks even better in person, and uh, she did just a spectacular job on a car. Twenty three hundred dollars for a wrap versus a ten thousand for a paint job. Yeah. Hello, and it's, and, <laughs> and, it's, it's, it's and it's much more striking. It's protected. It's much more striking. So um, I had it wrapped, and it went to the parade. It goes to the parade. It got first place award from the kids judges. On the Concord Field. Okay. Kids' Choice Award. Kids' Choice Award. Beautiful trophy. Got a blue ribbon besides that. All this stuff. And uh, shout out to, uh, to uh, Lori Schutz. Okay. Who, uh, Lori Schutz, Peter Schutz's daughter, who takes care uh-huh. of the historics. And we've since become friends too. And she's the one who got the car on the display there, along with uh, uh, the pink pig wrapped tractor. You know, little ones, yeah, I saw that, too. Right. I love that. And that's from uh, uh, John Oates. That's right. John Oates' tractor.
2: I didn't realize it was wrapped. I always thought yeah. it was painted from, the, uh, from Rensport. Well, it, it might be painted. It did the tractor races. Well, and Swart it, and everybody. No, that, so that great.
0: might be painted. Okay. But it was great uh, to
2: see the livery on the tractor. Right.
0: That's but, so uh, you know, I know the people who take care of it. You know, and all that's in Stort in Florida and all this stuff. It's... It's amazing how many connections there are to everything. But the car just up on a hill in the middle of the, the whole Concorde field, it just got so much attention. Probably the most photographed car they had at the whole parade.
2: Well it's also unique to see the pink pig on a on a nine five one. That yeah. was kinda cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you were really you did something different. Uh I love you. I just do I love you too I just do and um, I'm sorry that we're out of time but it doesn't mean you have to leave we can still talk we're oh. just out of time for everybody else
0: <laughs> how long is your day
2: <laughs> <laughs> there's not anything going on this week is there oh no not too no, much at all no not much um, final thoughts we're doing a new segment now these days uh, we call final thoughts if there's anything you would like to leave this world with this is messages for Gunner to talk to uh, the rest of the world
0: or at least your friend at home how about some personal philosophy Great. Okay. You own everything you see. The only thing we own in life are life's experiences. And all that money does is allow you into a few more exclusive experiences. I cite the bum on the beach looking at the beautiful Hawaiian sunset And the guy standing next to him just spent $8 million building a house on the shore to enjoy that same sunset. They're standing next to each other. They're both enjoying that experience together. And one guy didn't have to pay a dime for it. You know, so that's all we own. That's all we take with us is our experiences. And that's why you've got to live for every day. And I don't mean to make you cry, but it's it's one of those things. Um, you know, I've, I've come close to death. I've got six of my nine lives left. You have it. You've got the tally. Sex. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Well, a heart attack four months ago, you know, the melanoma. Wait, heart ball. attacks. I knew about the strokes. Oh, I didn't well, know I you had a, a heart attack? I gave myself a heart attack at rehab four months ago. You're a silly fella. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we don't have time to talk about your heart attack. Now, who, who brings up a heart attack at the they, last minute? We're saying goodbye. Oh, by the way.
0: Oh, by the way. <laughs> no, I mean, it was, it was like, uh. Uh, Bernie Sanders, you know, they they, they just uh, went in through my wrist, up my arm, put two stents in my heart, and kicked me to the curb. The next day, I that's was it. home in forty-eight hours. Yeah, they put two stents in my heart, and I was—I got a major tune-up.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I bet you felt better immediately. Oh, I,
0: right away. Yeah, my heart energy. rate is now ten to twenty beats lower per minute than it was before. Does that now out. allow you to exercise more because of it? Yes, that's great. I don't great. break a sweat as much. That's huge. I mean, my heart rate is lower. I mean, you want to break a sweat, but you don't want it to be that easy. Well, sometimes you want that workout. You know, you want that, that level of intensity. And doing the same workout, I wasn't getting as intense anymore. So it's really interesting.
2: Do you feel like you got something from Gary when he died? Oh, boy, did I. I'm talking to you. Boy, I, I feel yeah. like I'm talking to him and that's why I'm saying it because I, I'm not and I don't know what that experience was like because like I said, every time we met was very, very short and casual at Saturday Night Live when he was on his way to Lauren's office. Right. But when I'm talking to you, I feel like, I feel like oh, this is what I imagined it would be like.
0: He did so much, if you understood, in the background for the whole industry, for, uh, for comedians, for everybody working in the industry few people realize i mean he was targeted by the mafia he was he fought against so much oppression he himself took on so much of the power struggle the deep state within the industry
2: i was going to say the hollywood side i know the some some of some stories the there
0: deep state unreal just like you see in government these days you see it in hollywood all the time and but he took on part of this and he Basically, on. made it so that people would get paid for their work, get credit for their work.
2: Oh, I know what you're talking about, and I know who right. you're talking about. Right. It was a big deal.
0: Yeah, very big deal.
2: It did change things.
0: It did. He changed things mm-hmm. for a whole industry, and that's another reason why. He took so on Brad Grey. That's right.
2: And won.
3: Thanks it did change our business
2: took on Brad Gray when Pretty Brad cool. Gray was about as big as Brad Gray had ever right. been
3: that's amazing I know so many people there's a lot more to that story obviously I'm you, sure you but I know so many
0: hours and hours of discussing sure. this and uh, I love you and I can't
2: wait to talk to you off the air in general same way yeah and continue this um, alright goodbyes what are we doing tomorrow who's here tomorrow Mrs. Ryan
3: Tom Rhodes Comedian.
2: Tom, Tom Rhodes, comedian. All right, fantastic. And that's all I have because uh, we're not here on Thursday. I love you so very much. Gunner Mensch, yeah. we love you so very much. Aloha to being... my wife,
0: Ellie, back in Hawaii. Hi, Ellie. And all my cats and dogs and ponies.
2: <laughs> um, come back anytime. Whenever you're in town, make this a stop. Instead please. of calling Gary, please call us <laughs> whenever you're in town. And, we will, I and, and I will call you the next day and say, oh, Gunner, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I thought, oh, geez, I rid thought. Uh, we love everybody at home see you tomorrow